listening to Hacking Your ADHD, part of the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. I'm your host, William Kerb, and I have ADHD. On this podcast, I dig into the tools, tactics, and best practices to help you work with your ADHD brain. As I was finishing up my first Getting Started episode, I realized that if I had been talking to someone, I'd also still have a ton of questions and feel like that episode didn't quite cover everything that I wanted to know. Or rather, I'd have felt like they didn't answer the question I thought I had asked. Now, to be fair to pass me, well, yes, I kind of did that. But also, when we're talking about where to get started with our ADHD, we don't always know the things that we don't know. But nonetheless, some of those things are really important for us to hear. And I still think that those are places we should get started with our ADHD management. But I also know that there are other places that people are going to have questions about. So in this episode, I'm going to address some of those, specifically therapy, coaching, and accountability. I may even have to slap on a part three for some more lifestyle changes and some other ideas that I think can be incredibly helpful for managing your ADHD. Again, as I mentioned in the last episode, ADHD is a spectrum disorder and we're all going to be starting out at different places. We're all unique ADHD snowflakes and we're going to have areas where our ADHD affects us the most. If you'd like to follow along on the show notes page, you can find that at hackingyouradhd.com slash getting started part two. All right, keep on listening to find out some other ways that we can get started on managing our ADHD. Getting help from an outside perspective can be incredibly helpful for managing our ADHD. The primary way that we can do this is through therapy and coaching. But how do we choose between the two? Should we choose one or the other, or both? Our first step here is identifying what separates coaching and therapy, because while they do have a lot of similarities, they tend to address things in different ways. The first thing we can look at is licensing and credentials. So a therapist has to be licensed. This means that they have gone through a professional training program, completed a period of supervised experience, and then passed a formal examination. For ADHD, we'd likely see a psychologist, PhD, a psychiatrist, MD or DO, a licensed psychological associate, LPA, a licensed professional counselor, LPC, or a licensed clinical social worker, LCSW. So yeah, there are a lot of initials to know there. On the other hand, ADHD coaches are not licensed and they don't necessarily have to have a certification. There's nothing stopping me from deciding to start labeling myself as an ADHD coach. Now, with that said, there are a number of certification programs that a coach can go through, such as the ADD Coaching Academy, that's ADCA, for ADHD coaching, and then there's also the International Coaching Federation, the ICF, for just general coaching certification. Additionally, you can find therapists who have made the switch over to coaching and vice versa. And just because someone has a certain title won't necessarily make them a better coach or therapist. The individual you end up seeing is going to end up a lot more important than the title they have. So just remember that your mileage is going to vary on all these things. With that in mind, we can also consider the kind of work that each profession is going to be focusing on. In the most general terms, therapists are going to be focused on treatment and healing, while coaches are going to be more focused on helping you reach your goals. Of course, those things are also going to have a lot of overlap. Treatment is absolutely going to have goals, and a coach can't just ignore your past. Many therapists are going to be focused on cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT, which is a short-term, goal-based approach for psychotherapy based around the idea that automatic thoughts can lead to emotional difficulties. CBT works to challenge the truth of our automatic thoughts and help reframe those thoughts into a more positive fashion. 
For example, you might have thoughts that you can't be on time and you're always going to be late. I know I've had this thought, but with CBT, we're asked to question the validity of that thinking. Okay, yes, I'm late a lot, but does that preclude me from ever being on time? I mean, sure, there have been times when I'm on time, but those are the exceptions, right? And then if I know that I can be on time, that gives me some wiggle room in my thinking, and then I can work from there. And I want to be clear here, just knowing that I can be on time isn't going to solve my tardiness issues. But separating myself from the black and white thinking of, I just can't be on time, I can then start working on solutions. Therapy also might involve talk therapy where you just discuss your ADHD issues with your therapist and the emotional impact surrounding those issues. ADHD comes with a lot of baggage, and therapists might also be able to help identify other mental health conditions that you might want to address as well. Now, a coach's approach to working with a client will likely focus on finding a specific issue that you want to work on and then working on building ADHD-friendly skills to help you get through those issues. So with the same example as above, if we're having trouble getting to places on time, a coach can help us work out a routine for getting out the door on time, or help us look at other solutions for our time management issues. Coaching is about bridging the gap between thought and behavior. It not only helps you find solutions, but also helps provide accountability on following through with them. There are also options for group coaching that can be incredibly impactful experiences because of how you get to see someone else's struggles with ADHD. A lot of the time when I'm having struggles with my ADHD, I feel like it's a personal failing of mine, that I'm unique in how bad at being an adult I am. But when I went through group coaching classes, I found out that not only were my struggles not special, but that I didn't really judge my other group members for having them. I saw what was going on through them and was able to be compassionate to their situation. And then that helped me extend some of that same compassion towards myself. I'm not saying that I don't ever get down on myself for failing to do something, but I do now have a mental path forward when I'm beating myself up. You can also have these funny experiences in group coaching where someone comes with a problem that you didn't even realize you had. Maybe they're talking about something like intrusive thoughts and you go, wait, everyone doesn't have those? And you can do things about them? Also, hey, I do want to acknowledge that I advertise for the ADHD Rewired Coaching and Accountability Groups on this podcast, and while I'm not doing so for money, I just felt like I should acknowledge that conflict of interest while talking about group coaching. So just putting that caveat in there for you guys. All right, back to it. Regardless of who you choose to see, it's also important to make sure that the person you are working with is familiar with ADHD. And it's also important to realize that neither of these services are going to work like magic you are going to need to put in work to see the results. Yes, that phrase is kind of scary for ADHD because I know there have been so many times that I've signed up for something and then just not gotten anything out of it because I didn't put in the work. Which is why it's so important that we find someone to work with that is familiar with ADHD. Part of their job is going to be helping us get through those blocks that keep us from doing the work. And if you're having trouble, let them know. These people want to help you, so it's our job to help them help us. And I'm sure some of you are going, hey, this sounds great, but I have no idea where to start. Can I go to coaching or therapy if I don't have a specific problem I want to address? And yes, of course you can. I know it feels like you need to have some specific issue we want to work on, but you can go in and be like, hey, I'm feeling stuck and I don't know what to do. Or simply, I feel like I need help, but I don't know how to get started. And again, these people want to help, and finding a starting point is absolutely something they can help you with. So while there isn't a clear answer to which one of these is going to be better for you, I do think talking with someone is a very powerful way to help manage our ADHD. It helps get those thoughts out of our head and helps us give perspective. 
because with ADHD, we tend to lose a lot of things. And when we keep things to ourselves, perspective is definitely one of those things we lose. Outside perspective is invaluable when working through problems because they are going to have the distance from the problem to help us see what's really going on. One of the tools that I find most useful for managing my ADHD is using some form of accountability. Now, I realize that this is a broad term and it's going to mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. So let's start off by defining accountability as taking ownership of our actions. It's about giving an account of what you did. For a lot of us, we're going to think through this in terms of personal accountability, holding ourselves accountable for what we do. And well, that often doesn't work out great for those of us with ADHD. We tell ourselves we'll do the dishes after we finish dinner, and then we're getting ready to head up for bed, and we notice that somehow the dishes are still in the sink, and we just didn't notice until right now. But we're tired now, so we'll get them in the morning, and lo and behold, they're still somehow in the sink after dinner the next night. And now there's twice as many. We thought we were taking ownership of the problem, but nonetheless, nothing still got done. So what am I talking about here instead? What can be incredibly beneficial for ADHD is creating outside accountability. That is, accounting for what we did to someone else. And the way this works is just telling someone what you intend to do and then checking back with them at a set time later for a check-in. I know this sounds too simple, but there are a number of reasons that this kind of accountability can work really well. First, it creates a deadline for you to do the thing. And with ADHD, if we don't have that time pressure, it can be really easy for us to just push something off over and over again, regardless of how important it is for us to do. And outside accountability is also great at creating a psychological salience for us. When we state our intentions to someone else, it makes it that much more real. It increases its prominence in our mind and gives the task an emotional weight that it otherwise wouldn't have. I told Roxy I'd do this thing. I better have actually done it next time I talk to her. Not because I'd be in trouble, but because I don't want to have to say I didn't do it. This also needs to come from a non-judgmental place, because I still have ADHD. Sometimes I'm still not going to get things done. This is why working with a therapist or coach can be great in these situations because they can come in with that outside perspective and come and help you with solutions for actually doing the thing. And they are going to be non-judgmental. That's part of their job. But you don't have to only get accountability from a coach or therapist. I'm a big fan of accountability groups or just having an accountability buddy. These are people that you can check in with on your progress of doing a variety of things. I've worked with accountability partners where I just check in with my daily plan in the morning. The real value coming from having had to actually plan my day so that I can share that plan with them. You can also get accountability from body doubling where you're just working alongside someone else. This can be great for those tasks where you'd normally find yourself wandering away from what you're supposed to be doing and finding something else that's just a little bit more stimulating. Imagine going through your mail and paying bills while sitting next to a friend who's doing the same thing. It'd be hard to get up and try and do something else. It might still be boring, but now at least you're doing it with someone else. Or this can work great for cleaning and keeping you on task of what you're really supposed to be doing. And body doubling can be effective online as well. I do a lot of my writing in the ADHD rewired adult study hall rooms, which are just over Zoom. I can log in, state my intentions, and get down to work. What we're seeing here is that accountability can help outsource some of that executive function we're struggling with. It gives us a way to externalize what our intentions are, and I think that's a real key here, because often what's holding us back from following through with our intentions is a lack of clarity. When I drop into study hall, I don't say, hey everyone, I'm going to work on this new episode for a while. 
Instead, I'm fairly explicit in what I actually want to do, which is usually something like, I'm going to be writing for the next 60 minutes, or however long until I'm going to take a break. Now, that may sound just like semantics, but semantics are important. In this case, even if I don't finish working on that episode, I still was able to complete what I actually needed to do, which was just writing. Regardless of the kind of accountability we're trying, what is going to keep us on track is clarity of what we're doing. Often when I'm in my own head, I'm not terribly clear about what actually needs to happen for progress. Instead, I just have this vague intention, and vague intentions rarely get me where I want to get going. With clarity of purpose, I can create action, and having some level of accountability helps me create that clarity. Thanks for sticking with me all the way to the end. Before you go, though, let's do a quick rundown of today's top tips. One, while ADHD coaching and therapy can seem similar, they are distinct practices, with therapists often focusing on healing in the past and present, and coaches more focused on future-oriented goal-setting. Two, when seeking out help in either of these domains, it's important to remember that they do not work like magic and you're going to have to put in work to see results. Additionally, the individual that you see will usually end up being a lot more important than their profession. Three, accountability is a tool that we can use to take ownership of our actions, and when used in conjunction with others, it can help create salience and clarity in what we're doing so we can follow through with our intentions. That's it. Thanks for listening. I'd love to hear what you thought of this episode. You can leave me a message over at hackingyouradhd.com slash contact. You can also reach me on Twitter at hackingyouradhd, and I've also just launched a TikTok channel that you can find by searching for Hacking Your ADHD. If you'd like links or to read this episode's transcript, you can find those on the show notes page at hackingyouradhd.com. If you'd like to support the podcast, the best way is to share episodes with someone you think would get something out of it. Just click the share button on your podcast player and send your bestie the link with something like, hey, I love this episode of Hacking Your ADHD. I'd bet you'd get a lot out of it too. Or you can support the show through my Patreon at hackingyouradhd.com slash Patreon. Sign up for the 2, 5, 10, 25 or even $50 a month level and get some great perks like monthly bonus content or early access to upcoming episodes. That's hackingyouradhd.com slash Patreon. And be sure to check out all the other podcasts on the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. For interviews with fellow ADHDers and ADHD experts, check out Eric Tiver's show, ADHD Rewired. For those of you with kids, be sure to check out Brendan Mahan's show, ADHD Essentials. And even if you don't have kids, his show is still a great resource for ADHD management. If you're interested in exploring issues of race and diversity in ADHD, be sure to check out ADHD Diversified with MJ. I also do a live Q&A with all the hosts of the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network on the second Tuesday of the month at 10.30 a.m. Pacific. If you'd like to sign up, just go to ADHDrewired.com slash events. And now for your moment of dad. Why can't skeletons play church music? Because they don't have any organs.